Good morning. Who's excited? Who's nervous? Yeah. Um, I'm glad we picked uh, a special dinner and have extra guests and people that we but So, I'm nervous, um, but hopefully we'll uh, learn something here and, and have a good time doing it. Um, if I, I don't know, I won't take the focus off me though for just a second, if I can recognize private first class Jacob Barrett. Um, went through his initial training and uh, first specialist training. He's missed uh, now Veterans Day, now you're a veteran, uh, birthday, Thanksgiving, so that's a, a really rough time. But uh, it's only been, what, two days out of the, uh, of the box where, you know. So welcome back, him. Uh, thank you for your service. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, if you don't know, I'm not the, the pastor here. Um, I'm not Steve. Uh, please come back when he's speaking. Um, this may be a total bomb, but, you know, he, he does an amazing job. And I appreciate you even more after preparing this, uh, how you can make it look so easy and so fun and so engaging. Uh, it's, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, you know, we uh, as elders took on a month, or every other month we have a uh, time uh, where we give him a day off, which uh, has been really wonderful, and everybody stepped up, and, and now it's my turn. Of course, I picked December because it was the last date. Uh, and, and I'll be back next December. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's August, and, and someone, you know, mentions, hey, it's coming up in December. Do you have something? No, I don't. Um, you know, September, October, do you have something? No. Uh, last week, Steve wasn't, uh, was feeling ill, and, uh, you know, we, we had to prepare something, and, and then Tammy stepped up at, you know, I think at 10.30 and prepared, you know, enough to get us through and uh, certainly that's not me, and of course I got the talk that, uh, you know, had I been prepared and had I had it ready, you know, I could have just jumped in, and uh, already the pressure's on, so. Um, but, you know, something did happen wonderful last month, and, uh, you know, I think that's when it kind of hit me, um, that I think that we, we should, something we should focus on, you know, it's, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, we paid off our building uh, last month. Um, a donation came in. Uh, and this comes how many years early? Uh, yeah, three, four, you know, I mean, so we've had, uh, you know, as we see other churches shutting down, other churches losing pastors, um, you know, we've been able to, to go through, you know, two of the worst years um, and, and still be okay, you know, and, and that's just a huge blessing. And then, you know, last month this comes in and completely frees us. We've been having, you know, some, some big expenses with heating and air conditioning, uh, you know, to, to where it really stretches us. You know, we restructured, you know, our pastor being here full-time to part-time. I mean, um, we've really flexed, and God's blessed us through that you know, with the decisions that we made, and then anonymous donation comes in of over $90,000 to pay off the church. And, and I just don't think we can, uh, 
celebrate that enough. Um, you know, I, I almost think, you know, yearly, you know, because that's a, that's a huge donation. Someone, um, and being that it's anonymous, too, um, you know, I think that's God's way. Um, you know, I know right away some people gravitate to, well, who was it? You know, who, and I, you know, we've had those discussions. And um, I, I would rather not know. I like surprises. Um, but, you know, for, you know, I thought for my children, but for all of us, you know, what it says to not know. You know, it, you know my kids are about ready to start their professional careers, you know, and just what are they going to do with their money? You know, how are they going to uh, plan? How are they going to, you know, structure this? Um, some of us aren't given much. Uh, through growing up that, that plans us for that, you know, and, and in our world, um, you know, sometimes parents don't talk a lot about it. I mean, mine did, you know, mine gave us, you know, an allowance, they worked hard, um, you know, I was able to see those things, but a lot of people are, you know, maybe through embarrassment too sometimes, but, but people aren't really open with their finances to tell, you know, their kids and pass along what they need to, to know for that. Um, so I, I think just the anonymous donation uh, is just key to all of us to think, you know, someone gave a lot. You know, that's a lot of money. You know, that, that most of us don't have that just laying, you know. I mean, you know, I wish we were all disappointed that it wasn't, you know, we were just about ready to do it the following week and, you know, now we don't have anything, you know. I mean, I wish that was our attitude or I wish that was, you know, uh, what was before that. But... Um, you know, that's significant. Um, and I kind of made up this thing where, um, you know, as we were talking, who did it, you know, is I came up with, I think everybody did it, you know? I mean, I could picture Stan doing it, you know? And, and you know, uh, Ben just signed a uh, beard grooming, you know, contract, and, you know, he just got, and, and he felt led to it, you know? I mean, I can picture, you know, everybody. I've made up scenarios in my head. I don't know, you know, because I'm sick or something. But, uh, you know, that anybody here could have done it. And, and maybe they're here now. I don't know. Thank you. If You, you know. Um, but, but thank God that, you know, they were the vessel to which, you know, it was all his. You know, he paid it off. But they, you know, they went through this person. And I think that's just amazing and significant. Um, you know, so, you know, this is biblical finance. Um, I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey. Uh, he has the financial piece. Um, and uh, we did a, a thing in youth back in the day, um, and that was fun. Uh, you know, I'd like to, and we've talked about it through the years, about bringing it to this church. So I thought with the new year, you know, it, it's a good time to get in order. Um, I'm sure after the holidays, we're all going to decide to diet. You know, uh, you know, as we make plans for the new year, you know, let let this finance be part of that, um, and and we know that that's what God wants for us um, because He wrote us this huge letter that that tells us how much He loves us, and then, and then He wrote a lot about how He wants us to conduct ourselves. You know, He wants the best of our time, He wants the best of our worship, um, you know, and He wants the best of our finances too. Uh, you know, he doesn't need our money. I mean, we, as evangelical Christians, you know, subscribe to a tithe, which is 10% off the first fruits of um, 
you know, is, and then an offering on top of that, you know. Uh, but but he doesn't need it. I mean, it, it, he's not asking for it. It's his, you know. If we have the attitude that it's his, anyways, um, I know that's helped me with with our giving, you know, and growing as uh, as we've progressed. But um, you know, there's 2,500 scriptures in the Bible that talk about um, how to deal with money. Uh, two-thirds of the parables that came from Jesus himself were money-based metaphors or direct money lessons. Um, and Jesus talked more about money in the New Testament than he did love and grace combined. Uh, so, you know, sometimes we say we don't, you know, you don't really want to focus on the money or, you know, it's, a, it's not the paramount thing, but just like our behavior... It, it's it's where he wants us to go. It's what he, you know, how he wants us to be. He wants us to be a giver like him. You know, he wants us to change our hearts. Um, you know, uh, with biblical finance, it was Larry Burkett, which was before Dave Ramsey, um, was a uh, was a Christian um, finance uh, author, and and he said, you know, biblical. Finance is 80% behavior and, and 20% finance. You know, it, it's all behavior, just like anything in the Bible. You know, it's there are some hard concepts there, but but this isn't one of them. It's you know, but it's it is a lot about behavior. Um, the actual math is is about at the fourth grade level. You know, to to really be successful. Um, even though some people out there would make it, you know, a lot more uh, complicated. But uh, so I thought it was you know with the new year. Um, and then other things came as I, I started looking, you know, nine out of ten people will struggle with money significantly in their lives. So that, that's pretty much everybody. Um, the number one co- uh, cause of divorce in North America is money and money fights. Um, you know, if we go back two generations or so, um, personal finance a lot, a lot of times was taken care of us by an employer. You know, they they had pensions, um, you would, uh, you know, not even know the money that the company put aside, and you would just know that because the people before you had good pensions and lived good in retirement, you were going to be okay, you know, and then we went to self-directed 401ks and 403bs and IRAs and stuff. Uh, You know, I I think something got lost there in in a couple generations, because those parents that had pensions didn't know enough about self-guided to... Uh, to pass along some knowledge, so um, you know, I, I think we got kind of got caught in in a a bad spot there, where where we don't know a, a lot of times what to do with the money. Um, so you know, just like anybody probably in this area, you probably came from a working class, you know, kind of blue collar, uh, middle class family. Um, I know that was kind of my background of, uh, we were made to do chores, um, we were given allowance, um, both my parents worked, um, so we, we weren't really misconceived on, on how things rolled or, how, you know, how things, you know, got into the house, how the food was paid for, um, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's now if you, if you have your kid do chores, it's like child abuse, you know. 
Um, you know, so much has changed. I mean, we're seeing things in the past two years, you know. We've never seen this many help wanted signs. Um, there was one the other day that I heard that, you know, it was a, a fast food restaurant, I think Taco Bell, and it was um, get hired today and get paid today. You know, I mean, they're so desperate, you know, they're paying them on that day, you know, just to get them in the door. I mean, it's, it's crazy. We've all had, you know, run into these crazy scenarios over the past two years that, um, that come from, from people not being able to work or not working. Um, I don't, you know, I think a lot of times uh, Tam and I were able to, you know, um, out-earn our stupidity, you know, at a, at a small rate, you know, I mean, a lot of times she would take uh, two jobs, you know, go from one to the other. So, I mean, you know, there's been times where we've uh, struggled and, you know, I remember a $200 car that we bought that we were so excited to have and we uh, stopped at a, a carpet place and put indoor carpet or outdoor carpet in the in the floor of this thing, um, you know, and then that, that car almost killed Dwayne as, as he rolled through a, a stop sign with no brakes. But, you know, I mean... <laughs> So, you know, at a $200, uh, it was an LN7, um, you know, we had, you know, used furniture and, you know, just struggles like everybody starting out, um, you know, the, the, the sleeper sofa that, you know, had like the corner would go down on it. It was, it was nasty. It was really ugly. Um, only that I, I, I moved it home and my dad didn't want to get rid of it. He wanted to keep it. And I, you know, we had a... a um, the mauve recliner, you know, that was like 20 bucks, I think, with the couch. And, and you know, it looked good, but then when you lean back, you know, it, it went further on one side. And, but we were happy with it, you know. But, but you're always inspired to, to do better financially, you know. Um, and, and, you know, it was before I knew uh, biblical, any biblical finance. It was before I ever heard Dave Ramsey um, you know, I, I, I knew I wanted to go that way, but you know, one of the, one of the big mistakes I remember is there was a, a late night uh, or an infomercial, and this guy would tell you how to buy and sell real estate and, and auctions, and um, you know, I convinced Tammy to go to the seminar. Um, it was down in Virginia, and uh, oh, it was bad. Um, you know, I, I was convinced that this guy had it. You know, he, you know, this, his commercials were him with an airplane and had his name on it, um, yacht, and had his name on it, and he rolls up in a Ferrari, he's in front of this huge mansion. Um, I revisit that by going back on YouTube. You know, thank God that it's all still there. And, you know, oh my gosh, how could I be so naive? But, um, so we went to the seminar, and then we had to pay, it was like $1,300 for a set of books. You know, and they, uh, I got to dig the books out because they were the, the worst bunch of, you know, it was like a comic book, like that really thin paper and the, the images are all kind of moved so everybody looked funny in them and stuff. And, oh, uh, but, you know, I mean, she, you know, and I didn't know, you know, Proverbs 31.10, you know, who can find a virtuous and uh, capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will be greatly uh, enrich his life, you know, and I didn't know that. Um, but I remember having a spat, you know. She's like, no, we shouldn't do this. And I'm like, oh, do you want to get rich or do you not, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, didn't you see his jet? Uh, so, 
I, you know, the ink probably wasn't even dry on those papers and, and those books. Oh, they were bad. Um, and uh, it wasn't like a, maybe a couple months later, he gets indicted and, and goes to jail. I think for like 17 years. His name was William J. McCorkle, if you want to look up some cheesy commercials that I fell for. But, uh, but you know, it, that, that's what I knew about finance, you know. I, you know, I wanted to, you know, do it quick. Um, but then that's not God's plan, you know. Then I realized, and Dave Ramsey says it's not a microwave, it's a crock pot. Um, you know, God doesn't, you know, want us to be blessed with a whole bunch of money that we're not ready to take care of, you know, that'll just end up being a curse. Um, so, it, you know, that was, you know, our humble beginnings of, of trying to figure out, you know, what, what biblical finance was. But, uh, so, um, you know, Dave Ramsey's, the financial piece, that's kind of like the mechanics of how you do it. You know, this is going to be a little bit of why we do it. Uh, so, you know, the first thing with biblical finance is... Maybe, maybe that. Okay, yeah, there it is. Is to live on a budget, um, and that's the dreaded B word. Uh, you know, and God has a lot to say about this um, in Luke uh, fourteen twenty-eight thirty. You know, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees this will ridicule, saying. This is the person who began to build and wasn't able to finish. Um, you know, that one's pretty clear. Uh, you know, through our lives, we're going to handle somewhere around a million and a half to $3 million in salary. You know, if you were going to build a, a million-dollar home or a, a multi-million-dollar home, you know, and the contractor showed up and, uh, you know, he said, where do we start? You know, let's, here, I'm going to sketch out a plan. You know, you wouldn't do it, right? You would have a detailed plan, you know, you're not going to do something on the back of a napkin, you know, in a million dollar house. So, um, you know, you have to plan ahead, and, and I think that's what, what Jesus was actually telling us here. Um, uh, also, 1 Corinthians 16.2. Uh, on the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income, save it up, so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Um, so, you know, set aside every week, you know, plan the budget, you know, put everything on paper, um, know where that money's going to go instead of wondering where it went. Um, Proverbs 22, 3, uh, the prudent sees danger and takes refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Um, you know, being on the uh, board in Dayton, you know, you see how many, uh, just the delinquent, you know, I mean, I know with water bills, you know, it's something pretty simple and, and usually not a huge bill, but um, it's amazing from month to month. We make a ton of money in just late payments. And they're never two months late, they're only just a month late. You know, it's just, if they would just get ahead a little bit, and, you know, but it's, you know, I, I'm amazed to see that the money that's wasted there. Um, I think a little bit that's what it might be talking about as far as paying the penalty. So, you know, most people don't want to start a budget or how do I start or whatever. Um, 
you know, you just have to decide, you know. At one day, you decide to be a Christian. Um, you just did it, you know. Was it perfect from there on after? No, you know, I mean, you fall off, you know, you get back on the bike, you know, you go again. And the budget's going to be the same way. You know, you're going to screw it up, you're going to write it over, you know, in the first month. You're going to remember that you forgot, you know, to add really big items and, uh, you know, you're just going to have to do it. It won't be perfect, you know, but you do need to, to write it down, you know. Um, you know, broke people are going to make fun of, you know, maybe you making a budget, but that's okay, right? It's, uh, you know, things like that. It's like going to a, a cardiologist that smokes, you know. I mean, you don't, um, you know, Dave says a, a shop teacher with three fingers, you know. I mean, it, uh, that's okay. Let them go their way, you know, you know what God's plan is. Um, Zig Ziglar, you know, who uh, was great for his uh, wisdom, said, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Uh, the second thing is avoid debt. Uh, that's hard in, in, in this society. I mean, everything's structured for payments. They don't ask you how much you you can afford, they ask you how much do you want the payment? Where do you want the payment at? You, and they don't even, they're hoping you don't ask for the terms. I don't know, most people don't even, they don't care either. But uh, avoid debt in a society that's, you know, uh, structured to, to have debt. But, you know, the biggest uh, scripture on that, I think, is the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. You know, as you uh, saddle up, a, a, you know, your house payment, a car payment, you know, the, you don't have any room to breathe. Um, you know, the, the, they make it so easy to go into debt, uh, it, it becomes very difficult to be able to come out. Uh, you know, it's an easy thing to understand. It's a hard thing to do. Um, just like many things in the Bible, you know. Uh, easy to understand again and, and hard to do. But, um, I mean, debt itself is not a sin. Uh, you know, it doesn't uh, prevent our salvation. Um, but, it, you know, it, it, we just can't do what God has planned for us if we saddle ourselves with that debt. Uh, but the Bible has, you know, nothing positive to say about debt. There's a lot of things in there about, you know, that is stupid in, in, in certain translations, um, but uh, avoid debt. Um, I, know, I noticed when, you know, the first time we went to look for, started house searching, uh, you know, you get pre-approved. And I was, you know, when that number came back, I'm like, well, that doesn't seem right. You know, that doesn't, that's, well, I was happy, you know, wow, we can afford this big of a house. But, it, it, you know, it didn't seem right. Um, you know, and I, I, just being a nerd, you know, I did the math, and I'm like, wait a second, that's, you know, that isn't right. That's a ton of our income. What are we going to live on? Yeah, we can buy the house, but, you know, how are we going to do anything else? And I realized that, you know, the bank person isn't looking out for our best interest, right? I mean, the loan is a bank product. Um, you know, if you go back before 1900s, people would pay, or even in the early 1900s, people would pay 100% down. There were no loans for houses 
And if you did, you'd be like a five-year loan or a 10-year loan. Now we got, you know, 30, 40, you know, I mean, they, they just ladder out. Um, you know, that's, that's insane. And, and, you know, we realized that we needed to buy something much less than what the bank was recommending if we ever wanted to get anywhere. Um, so it, you know, in America, you know, the house is usually the biggest, but, um, but your second biggest is the average car loan in America is $575 a month uh, and for 84 months. Uh, that's from NerdWallet. Um, so, and, and Dave always has this, you know, $575 a month invested over you know, 40 years, which is your normal working uh, lifetime, he comes out to be $5.8 million. I hope you like the car. Uh, but when you put it that way, you know, I mean, you, you have to think of, and I always give my kids that. They're like, oh, can I have this to, to buy something? You know, and I say, like, what's the future value of that money? So they end up, you know, the $10 times 40 years times, you know, they get that speech every time. So, um, you know, $10 ends up being a lot more than $10. Um, but with that debt, you know, you're stuck in a job. You know, if that job you hate, you know, you don't have any room to get out, you know, because you've got to pay the bills. You don't have time or anything to, uh, to fall back on. Which brings us to our next one, which is, oh, no, not the next one. And two. Um, the next thing, though, is to, to foster high-quality relationships. Um, and the Bible has something to say about that. Do not be less misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Um, and, and there's several things in the, in the Bible that talks about who we hang out with and, and what we do. And we're not talking about being um, snobbish or you know, not helping people out, but, you know, who at the end of the day is your, is your core group that you go for wisdom and you, you know, that, that it's there for you whenever you call on them? You know, who's your core group? Who are they? What do they believe? You know, uh, those people are going to have more influence on what you do than, than anything else. Um, you know, just like on your kids, you don't let them hang out with juvenile delinquents why? Because they're going to become that, right? We don't, we don't think that they're going to go change the, the 10 people that they're hanging around. That's just too much pressure, you know? And, and we shouldn't think that, that either, that, you know, we're going we're gonna to have to surround ourselves with, with good people, good believers, um, people that we can trust to, to steer us in the right way. So, uh, you know... Um, one of the things I've always told my kids, and I, I probably learned it from Dave Ramsey too, is, you know, 10 years from now, you'll be in the same place as you are today, except for... Yeah, there you go. That's my Nate for the day there. Nate's usually the, the punching bag for the... So. Um, you know, and uh, there's a lot to, uh, there's a couple books out there. Um, the Millionaire Next Door, which is an older one, but uh, inside Dave Ramsey's organization is a guy, uh, Chris Hogan, who uh, the guy, Dave Ramsey and Chris Hogan wrote a book called um, Everyday Millionaire. And, and they just went through and studied, you know, and if you're numbers, if you like numbers, you know, you just pour through, you know, what, 
what everybody, how they, everybody got there, and I find it fascinating. But you know, they, they say, you know, I mean, um, you'll be within 10%. If you take your 10 closest friends and average of their income, you'll be within 10 to 15% of uh, the, your income. It's kind of, it doesn't real telling, but you know, a lot of it's demographics, a lot of it's, you know, the people that you work with, so of course you'd be, but um, it's just interesting that, you know, I think what it says, though, is again, do not be less misled. Bad company corrupts good character. I mean, and, and good company makes good character. Uh, so the one I was talking about was, our next one is to save and invest. Um, and what the Bible has, one of the things that has to say on this, and there's a lot in Proverbs, I mean, that's, that's basically like a, I don't know, a financial hit list of, you know, you can just go through and, and find tons of stuff there. But the wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. Um, and that's, the translations of that are vary too, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's choice, oil and food, you know, which was a sign, you know, they didn't have dollars, but they had things that meant wealth. So, um, you know, uh, and, and why do we have, you know, why do we save up? Um, and it's because there's going to be what? A rainy day, right? So, uh, ugly umbrella, huh? There's nothing better than a 0-10 and, and 1 uh, team, but... Um, I don't know where that came from, but uh, so hopefully you remember that. You know, it's a rainy day fund is what they used to call it, um, you know, but it, it is, you know, I mean, what's going to possibly happen? Well, the past two years we've had a pandemic. Um, at the beginning of that, I kept thinking, you know, actually everybody would be okay if they all followed Dave Ramsey. If they had the three to six months expenses saved up, you know, I mean, aside from the the danger of the medical part, but I mean, you know, the, the interruption in uh, jobs and, and expenses now going up, things like that, you know, we'd probably be all okay. Um, it would have been a lot less traumatic than what we went through. But you're going to have car problems, you're going to have, you know, possible job problems. Um, that's why you do that. So, you know, the recommendation is three to six months expenses. Um, you know, count on yourself. Don't don't count on the government. You know, um, they have enough problems of their own. Uh, I don't want them handling my money. Um, they do a pretty bad job with the money that we give them alone. But um, I know Dave says that's uh, Murphy's law. What's going to happen, or what could happen, will happen. Um, and he calls that Murphy's law repellent. You know, Murphy will go to the neighbor because he's not going to mess with you once you have uh, your three to six months because it doesn't bother you anymore. You know, things, you'll be able to handle things. Um, so, you know, does that mean that if you mishandle money, that God's not going to be able to bless you? And I think that answer is yes. Um, you know, if you're faithful with the little things, he's going to give you more. You know, uh, you know, you, like I said before, if, if you're not prepared to handle it, it just ends up being a curse. I, I always go back to uh, where are they now or, you know, I don't know, childhood actors or something, you know. Miserable lives, you know, I mean, 
so many of them ended up in, in complete despair. You know, they, they were wealthy, you know, their families, you know, I mean, uh, also got that money, but, you know, most of them have horrible lives after that, you know. Um, we see it all the time with, with uh, pro athletes, you know, same deal. Those people weren't ready to handle that. They never did anything, you know, they might have came out of poverty itself and were just throwing a bunch of money, you know, and they didn't have good people around them. You know, we see that all the time in, in Hollywood and, you know, those are the ones we get to see. Uh, but, you know, um, uh, lottery winners is the other one, um, you know. That doesn't work out well, you know, I mean, and no surprise, they were paying the lottery to begin with, uh, you know. Uh, there, and the one moment that I had, and I knew that, you know, there was, there was some hope or, um, you know, it was probably before I understood biblical finance was, was a guy that, um, he was working in, uh, I think, Detroit, um, Anyway, and they had a financial district, but he was a, a dyslexic guy. It was the back of a money magazine or something. It was some kind of, you know, small editorial. And they gave a, a, a snapshot of his life. But so he was, um, uh, he had learning problems, um, so he wasn't going to hold down a good job. And, and the guy never made more than $12 an hour, never made more than 20000 uh, a year. And, and yet he retired uh, with a paid-for house. It was in Baltimore, that's what it was. Um, and a half a million dollar net worth, you know. But he was in the financial district and he just would start bending people's ears as he parked their cars and he learned a little bit. I think his first stock he bought was like one share of IBM or something like that. But, um, you know, slowly he got there, you know. And I mean, if he can do it, any of us can do that. Um, and, you know, the best thing and what we were kind of, oh, okay, yeah. Um, all right, so there's another one. Yeah, truly godless and contentment is itself great wealth. Uh, and, and, you know, if you can be content, you know, uh, with what you have and, and not spend out everything that you bring in, um, you know, I think that's what it's speaking to is, you know, yeah, we could all, you know, we don't have a spending problem in this country. We have a saving problem in this country. Um, but then the, the fifth step and the, the last one is to be incredibly generous. And, and I think that's what was displayed by, you know, this amazing gift that this, I don't, I don't know what you call it, angel giver, um, the giver. Uh, you know, I, I think that's, remarkable at what they had to go through, the steps they had to, you know, they went through the pandemic just like we did, you know, and on the, on the outside of this, the, you know, they decided to give away almost $100,000, um, and I don't think it was, I don't think they got the lottery, I don't think it was someone that, that um, I don't think uh, it was someone that gave their last penny either, um, but, you know, we can, we can ponder that and, and think about who or how that became. Uh, and 2 Corinthians 9-7 tells us you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response for pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Um, 
and again, we've heard that one in, in several different translations that, you know, God loves a cheerful giver. Um, you know, being generous exhibits, you know, the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, God himself is the biggest giver. Um, and we can't outgive him, you know. I mean, just when you think, you know, you'll give a little bit more, and then he blesses you back. You know, I've, I've seen that time and time again. Um, and, and with those principles, and, and thinking about that person, you know, I mean, talking with your family, you know, you can change the family tree. You know, you can, uh, I have a good friend that, you know, I, I, I look to his family a lot. It's, it's kind of an inspiration. I, you know, they were, just say, a couple generations ahead, and, and the grandfather had a good idea. And, and now it's, you know, four generations later, and, and they're able to, they're very giving people um, and, and very uh, amazing people. I, but I see a lot of, you know, wrong people, non, non-believers maybe, I don't know, uh, be angry at them or jealous, you know, but I just think, you know, that's what I want for my family. I, it's amazing because now they're multi-generations into it and they're able to, you know, they, it was slow, you know, it took a lot of time, um, but they, they give a lot away, you know, and I think it's just amazing. And, you know, I want that, I think. You know, I think we all want that. Um, you know, and what could you do with that money, you know? Uh, you know, we start a ministry. I mean, we have our uh, missionaries come in. You know, wouldn't that be just fun to do that? Uh, just, I always thought it would be cool to have a cars loaded up and then just go down the road and as you see someone that's broke down, just pick up their car and give them that one or something. You know, I mean... Uh, Dave talks about, you know, it, you know, going into like a Waffle House, which we don't have, but going into a diner, you know, and, um, you know, pray before you go in that God places someone on your heart, you know, that puts someone in your midst that exactly needs that, and just give like a $400 tip, you know, which would be huge, but if you had that, you know, it would be nothing. Um, you know, if you did the right things, that'd be nothing, and then just watch what that person does, you know, and he says, you know, they always hold it to their heart, they always look up, they could be a non-believer, believer, whatever, you know, and say thanks, you know. The Holy Spirit will be there, you know, it would, you know, um, I think, you know, what we can learn from this angel giver that, you know, we've all got to experience, you know, is is try to put ourselves in their shoes and, and, and do exactly what they did, you know, there's, um, you know, in, encourage the young ones to do the right thing. Um, you know, uh, you know, if, if if we can't do all these things, then we can't do all those things. Um, I think, uh, you know, hopefully that that is a little bit of an outline of of what the Bible says about it. You know, I I would like to see if anybody's interested. You know, in and possibly doing a Dave Ramsey plan here, um, you know, and we can go through the steps of actually accomplishing that. But uh, that's what I have for biblical finance. Um, I guess we'll, we'll end in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for this. Um, these words, Lord, uh, let it fill our ears, fill our hearts, Lord. Um, 
But let the takeaway be that uh, you're in charge, Lord. That you're bigger than all of us. That you're the bigger giver, Lord. Um, Help heal any financial burdens that we have, Lord. Uh, Be with us as uh, we attempt to to play out and uh, walk out these steps, Lord. Um, Give us uh, more words of wisdom. Give us the right people in our lives to encourage us to uh, become an angel giver um, similar to what we've seen here uh, last month, Lord. Um, Because we know that's in your plan, Lord. And uh, we know that we don't get to take any of this money with us. Um, We know that it was given given all from you, Lord. And uh, we'll be able to give it all right back. Um, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.